scriptures this, this morning, the first one, comes from the, the book of Psalms. <clears throat> this is one that many of you, I'm sure, um, or at least some of you, are familiar with. There's a, there's a wonderful classic hymn tune uh, that we actually just sang, the, the Old Hundred. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. That's uh, the, the tune that was written originally um, in the, the metrical, the Scottish metrical Psalter to, uh, to fit this particular psalm. It's called the Old 100. This is Psalm 100 that we're reading. It's entitled A Psalm of Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all the generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And then from the... Paul's letter to the Ephesians, in chapter 5, and we'll read a few verses from there, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for, ev- and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. And dear Lord, we give you thanks for these readings from Scripture. We give you thanks that you have spoken to your people throughout the centuries through these words. Speak to us now, challenge us, renew us, restore us. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So at the beginning of the service, we all had the chance to sing some of our our favourite hymns. And friends, I'm so sorry that some of you never got the chance to sing your particular favourite hymn, but I know that many of the hymns that we sang were not just the favourite of one or two of you, but were the favourite of favourites of many of us. We're not going to sing them, but I'm I'm going to just put out there just now and give you the chance for some of you, and I've not primed the pump here, but just to give some of you the chance to tell us your favourite hymn and to say why it's your favourite hymn, just very very briefly. So, okay, go ahead, Rich. Are ye able? Okay, that was your mother's favourite hymn. Is that one in the hymn book? Their new hymn book? Okay, we should sing that one day then. Okay, remind me of that, and we will sing that one one Sunday. Are ye able? Who else has a favourite hymn? Yes, Sue. How great thou art! How great thou! Why is that your favourite, Sue? My father was a gardener. It reminds me of him. and sang it at his funeral. Ah, wonderful! Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was her father's favourite hymn. He was a gardener, and it was sung at, her, at Sue's father's. Uh, funeral. Who else has a favourite hymn? And why? 
Yes. The morning song. A uh, boarding song. The what? The boarding song. The right? boarding. I don't know that one. The boarding song. Well, it's usually sung at baptisms. Okay. And I think it kind of tells the whole story of our being okay. with the Lord. So it's a song called the boarding song. It sounds old English. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like it's coming out of a. Um, 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 12th, 13th century, the Borning song. So it's a song that speaks of our growth and our birth and our, de our, de our development <laughs> in the faith. Does anyone else know that one, the Borning song? Borning has, Borning has broken? No? No! <laughs> I like that one though too. <laughs> anyone else have another favourite and why? Yes, Lydia. A mighty fortress. Why is that your favourite, Lydia? It's a great hymn of the Reformation. A mighty fortress is our God. It's Martin Luther's, one of Martin Luther's hymns, indeed. Yes. You are holy. Why is that one of your favorites here? Uh, we sing it on our confirmation Sunday, and it's like a really fun song. Ah, okay. So that was sung at Ariel's confirmation um, back four years ago? Four or five years ago, yeah. Okay. One more. Thank you. Sorry, yes. Come on. <laughs> Choir. How can I get Oh, holy, holy, holy. Holy. So you have the Holy Trinity of denominations, the Methodists, <laughs> the Episcopalians, and the Presbyterians, right there. So holy, holy, holy is your favorite because it's a foundational hymn. And we sang that last week, the Trinity Sunday. Absolutely. So I, so I wanted just to tell you about three hymns that um, have been significant to me. And we'll, uh, I'll keep this as brief as I possibly can. And you know that's a problem for me. <laughs> so the first, the first is a hymn of praise. Okay? A hymn of praise. And we've actually sung it. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. We sang that just a few moments ago. That's, a, that's a, a, a song that goes back many, many centuries. It's, it's, it's words that have been sung again and again. And, and that particular hymn is called, what? What's it called? The doxology. Does anyone know what doxology means? Sawyer, do you know what doxology means? I mean, you're, you're, you were preaching today. You should know what doxology means. The study of dogs, that's dogsology. <laughs> Good job, Mike. So I'll tell, tell you what doxology means. Anyone know what doxology means? Anyone else have an idea? Doxology means literally a word of praise. Doxa means praise or glory. So it's a word of praise. And so when we sing the, the doxology, we're literally singing words of praise. And that's something that's essential. For us in our worship, we gather together regularly to worship God and sing God's praise. Now, why is the doxology special to me? Well, back in 1996, um, we were living down in North Carolina, and I was interviewing with the, the New Providence Presbyterian Church. And I had gone through the, the, the phone interviews, I'd gone through a face-to-face, -face, and then we were invited to come up as a family and to visit, and to visit New Providence. One of the things that they, that they have there, well, when I, when I did the interview, they took me around the, the church, around the community, around all parts of the building, 
And underneath uh, the fellowship hall, they have a, a space kind of like a trinity room, okay? And it's, on a Sunday morning at square, all the kids gather to sing, you know, during the Sunday school hour. So that's, their, that's where they all get together for their assembly, for their singing time. And back in the 1980s, somebody painted a mural all the way around. You know, it's, it's pictures of creation and animals and flowers. And it was, some, it was a couple of adults and some children, they did it. And it's just a fun, beautiful mural. Around the top is painted the words, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures. So it's the entire words of the doxology. So we were touring around the, the, the building. You know, the, the search committee was taking us around. And we go down into that room. And Gregor's three years old, okay? Back, back then. He's, he, in fact, he hasn't turned three yet. He's just a days away from his third birthday. We're touring around. He can't read. We walk into that room and um, we're talking about how beautiful it is. We don't mention the words, but all of what's written along the top, isn't that beautiful? And then all of a sudden, Gregor, without us reading the words, suddenly bursts into song. Three-year-old boy. Praise God, And it was absolutely stunning. Every one of us turned and looked at Gregor, who turns 15 years, who's, who's turning 15 today. Um, he was standing there singing that hymn of praise to God. So that, when we sing that Sunday by Sunday, it's not just something that takes me back into the history of the church and helps to root us in our historical faith, but it also reminds me of my son and that the faith that we live is a vibrant faith. It's a living faith. It's transformative and it's growing. In that moment, that ancient song became a new song. A hymn of praise to God. That's number one. The second, the second hymn is, um, is a hymn of peace. Okay? A hymn of peace. It's number 839 in the hymn book. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And the, the other verses speak about um, a perfect submission. All is at rest. It's a wonderful hymn of peace that reminds us of, it's a, it's a more modern hymn, I mean it was written in the earlier part of the last century, it's not a modern hymn, but it's a newer hymn, it's not an ancient classic, but it reminds us of being in the presence of God and the peace that there is for us in the presence of God. The, the reason it's special to me is it was my father's favorite hymn. My father died when I was a wee boy. I was only five when he died. And, and I've, I've learned over the years that that was one of my dad's most favorite hymns. And I believe that they sang that at my father's memorial service as well back in uh, 1976. So that's always been a hymn that's, that's meant a lot to me. So it's not just speaking of the peace of Christ, but for me, it's a reminder of, of who my father is, who my father was, and the trust that he had in Jesus Christ and the hope that he is with his law in glory. So a hymn of praise and a hymn of peace. The third hymn that speaks to me and is meaningful to me is number 661. Why should I feel discouraged 
Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. It's a wonderful, wonderful hymn of promise, a hymn of praise, a hymn of peace, and a hymn of promise. Again, that, that hymn, it's not an old classic. It came out of the, the um, gospel tradition, um, probably a little bit less than 100 years ago. But it's special to me for a number of reasons. First of all, it's special to me because of a, a dear, dear friend of mine who passed away very, very tragically um, 15 years ago, uh, back in May of 2003, very, very tragically. A friend of mine called Jerry McElhenney. Jerry was a dear friend who was a pastor. Um, he worked before me in the church that I served as associate pastor, and we kind of worked together for some time. And I got to know Jerry very, very well. Uh, Jerry struggled with depression. And uh, he was very open about his depression. Uh, he, was, he was bipolar. He had some wonderful days. He had some really difficult days. And he was very open about his health, mental health struggles. And he often led seminars where he talked about some of the struggles that he had in his life. And whenever he led a seminar, he would end by singing, why should I feel discouraged? He saw himself as the sparrow that God was watching over and was always with him. That's one reason that song is special to me. He died very, very tragically. And then a few weeks later, Gregor was born. And I'm going to start crying. I, um, when Gregor was born, one of the very first things I did when I held him in his arms, I, uh, I said a blessing over him. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And then as I held him in my arms, I sang to him, Why should I feel this why should the shadows come? So that song was redeemed in so many ways for me and for my family. Callum's sitting at the back there smiling as we head off because every single night since Gregor was born, we have sung that song as our bedtime song to all of our children. So it's a song that had very bitter memories for me with my friend Jerry, but it has very, very sweet memories now. It became a new song, a, a song of praise, a song of peace, and a song of promise. Today we are taking time to dedicate all these new hymn books. They're filled, it, it's filled with songs of praise, with songs of peace, and with songs of promise. Some are new, some are old, but my prayer is for all of us that every hymn in this book, when we sing these hymns week after week after week, they may become for us new songs that we may praise God in our singing, that we may know the peace of Christ in our singing, and that we may affirm afresh 
the promise that's ours in Jesus Christ as we sing together a new song in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.